When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome back, listeners, to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. I am your keeper, Travis, and welcome again to our live play podcast of Call of Cthulhu. And we are in the pulp era, I believe. Yes. Pulp. Uh-huh. 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 Um, like I said, I'm your keeper. We're going to introduce the players. And, uh, you know, I've been hitting up our Discord, which you can find a link to in the show notes and having people listeners get in there and, and post some questions for us to ask everybody. Uh, this time around, I'm giving a shout out again to Raven rush games, Raven rush games asked if you as a player could play any other character in the call of Cthulhu universe, who would it be? All right. So we're going to start with Aaron, Aaron, who are you? Who are you playing? And if you could play another character in the, Call of Cthulhu universe, who would it be? Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing uh, Norman Weston. Also, a bajillion other personalities. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I could be any other character, it would be Mr. Tittles. No, <laughs> of course. Because I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and moving over one seat is mark hello my name is mark i'll be playing the pilot known as finn hastings <laughs> and if i had to choose probably uh mr walter lynch from last season he's a perfectly creepy guy yeah perfectly creepy guy daniel who are you what you want to do <laughs> Hold on, nothing. I'm Daniel. I play the archaeologist known as Texas Powers. Now, I think if I had to choose another character to play, I would probably play the Lloyd that just up and vanished. <laughs> if Aaron remembers his last name. <clears throat> Lloyd. Your accountant. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember his last name. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Uh, Lloyd Lloyd. He didn't Lloyd. sound like that. Lloyd Lloyd. And next to Daniel is Michelle. I'm Michelle, and I play Car Clara Connor, the Clara Connor, <laughs> librarian slash tinker, and I would play Lindsay Stevens. You would play Lindsay. 
come with me if you want to live. Mm-hmm. Our soul for pancakes. <laughs> yeah, live with me if you want to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Ariel. Um, Ariel, I play Ruth Elwood, the secretary. And I would play Evelyn Langdon. Ooh. Heavy. Ooh. Yes. Um, I'm Travis, your keeper, and I would play Azathoth. Azathoth? <laughs> you know. Burn it all. Yeah. The blind idiot god. That's me. Burn it all. Okay, real quick recap of the last few episodes. Uh, three of our investigators were being pursued. They were on a train. Train car turned into a big creepy room with some gross twins. They had to do a little bit of puzzle solving, answer some, well, find some truths and some lies about themselves, face those. Uh, when they open, when they finished that up, they received a key. On the key was carved a fetus of conjoined twins. Um, I believe Ruth pocketed that. When they opened a door to leave, they were thrown violently from what was a train crash. They got up, started trudging their way through a muddy field, and saw a sign in front of them welcoming them to beautiful Innsmouth. Behind them, they still saw the train station they were at when they boarded the train. And I will leave it to Texas, Norman, and Ruth, who are standing in a muddy field. I don't know if I properly introduced myself to you two. My name is Ruth. I'm Texas Powers. I'm Morgan Weston. Does he have schizophrenia? It's a very uh, bold way to say things. I'm not for sure. It's possible. Hmm. Well, nice to meet both of you. I, <sighs> I have a favor to ask. But Does it pay? I, but I just met you. I know, and this is crazy, but... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all of that back there was due to Henry. I just know it. Who's Henry? Henry Walters. You can say no, but will you please help me take him down? Do we remember the before Egypt, like talking to Henry in the past? Yeah, you guys will remember Henry. Yeah, you've got vague memories of Henry, but you know, you know the name, and you know him. You remember seeing him when you came back to the train station because he came out and took Jillian's fur coat from her. But we don't remember any of the. Well, we didn't remember really working with him, right? No, but you do know, like, the name, the name is very, like, familiar. You know the name, and you know what he looks like. Well, he seemed like a very upstanding gentleman. From what I saw. He's... He's not all that he appears to be. So, uh, let's just cut to the chase. Um, what's the pay? I can't pay you anything. I've been... I was sold to Henry at a young age. I have nothing. 
So can Henry pay me? Wow. You know what? Uh, never mind. You know what? Forget I asked. I will do this on my own. Well, that's not that's not what I was. You you're expecting pay to take down a very evil man who is doing a lot of evil things, and you want pay. So I'm not asking you anymore. So Ruth is getting she, she's upset and her hands are and while she's she's gestating while she's speaking. And uh, you notice her fingers are stained black. So Texas and Morgan, you guys look down and your fingers are stained like your fingertips and down through your fingers, almost down to your palms are stained black. So the three of you are standing there in the middle of this muddy field and you're arguing and it's, you know, the mist is kind of rolling in and, and you're. The visibility is getting it's it's visibility is way reduced and you're hearing the sputtering above you of an engine so Finn you are sound asleep and from behind you you just hear this younger voice screaming Finn Finn we gotta pull up Finn we'll lose an altitude you gotta pull up Finn Finn then it's pulling you out of your sleep. And then you wake up and you are strapped in and you are in the cockpit of this. It's it's like a prototype airplane. And you see nothing through the windscreen in front of you. It is just fog and dense mist. And you you look at the uh, instrument panel in front of you and the the altimeter is just spinning because you are making a nosedive. I'm going to try to pull out of the dive. All right, uh, roll me strength. There's a 32 under 75. Okay, you are pulling, pulling. You start, you you do, you can feel the, the plane leveling out just in time for it to slam into the ground. So, it doesn't slide anywhere. It feels like you were just slammed to the ground and stuck. Now, Texas, Ruth, Morgan, you hear the sputtering of this engine and then you off in the distance, you hear just a loud slam into the ground and it almost makes the the ground shake where you guys are at. But the fog and and the the fog mixed with mist, it's so dense you can't quite make out what it is. Can, you, can we tell roughly the direction? Oh, you can definitely tell the direction. It's it's over to the to your right, where where you believe the the train tracks should be. I'm gonna start going that way. Okay, I'll follow. I'll follow. Okay, so you it is yeah, I say 200 yards, and you guys are trudging through mud. Um, you're just from the knees down. It looks like you're just covered in shit. You're trudging through wet, sopping mud, and it stinks. Um, you get to the train tracks that you guys abandoned, um, and just on the other side, you see the outline of a large machine. I'm going to go towards, still go towards it. Okay. So as you get closer, it is, it's it's the cockpit of an airplane, and there are just, there are machine parts everywhere. There's an engine is sticking out of the up out of the ground, and the two propellers left on it are still slowly spinning. And as you get closer, you notice there is there's an arm sticking out of the mud, 
and uh, roll me a spot hidden. I got a 34 out of 83, okay. so pass. 90 out of 53. Okay. <laughs> 12 out of 65. So, so uh, Ruth and Texas, as you guys are getting closer, you hear, you almost hear a clicking, real faint clicking. And when you look, you see in the wedged in the mud is it's a severed human head. And the eyes are still kind of going back and forth and the teeth are clicking like like this head is trying to say something. And it's a young man, early, early 20s from what you could tell. And he's got a leather aviator helmet on and his eyes are just, they're going back and forth real slow and his, his mouth, he's trying to speak and it's just his teeth are clicking. Oh my. And from the inside of the cockpit that's still intact you, you you've gotten this close you see a see a man strapped in and he looks pretty battered is there a way to get into like because you said it's still intact so the, the cockpit's intact that was the only part that was left it that it hit the mud and just kind of slid while the rest of the plane disintegrated around it so is um there a way to get into this? The back of it's ripped off, yes. Okay, I'm gonna go to the back and Am check I on the guy. Conscience? Uh yeah. You're conscious. I'm going to unstrap myself and kind of fall out of the cockpit. Okay. Um now uh, Finn, you know you, you know you were flying an experimental aircraft for the US military. Um at one point you thought you should have been flying uh you know intercontinental um but for some reason you just you're thinking like there was there's something important on the back uh, and you keep you keep having images of this young guy loading up a camera system and it's it mounted just inside of the the belly of this airplane where bomb bomb doors should be and it's a camera system mounted there and that's you see these people approaching you. They're kind of running up, but your main concern is, oh, it's all this experimental equipment. I'm going to go uh, check on it, stumble over and start checking on it. Okay. So I uh, go ahead and roll me a spot hidden, but you know, yeah. And roll, roll me a dex first. It was 91 under 95. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, you get out of the cockpit. You get out of your seat and you you kind of jump right out and you see this young woman in front of you and you pay no mind to her. You just kind of sprint past her back to where the cargo hold of this plane should be. And my spot hidden is 31 under 60. Okay. So as you're running back, you do see parts of this aircraft and they are scattered everywhere. And you get closer and you see, you see the remains of a, of a uniform, well, like a jumpsuit uniform. Um, and it's got one arm left. And as you get closer, you realize it's, it's just a torso and an arm. Of the young kid? Yeah. Um, and that arm is, has gripped, has a death grip on, on a camera. I'm going to grab the camera and shove it into my... Uh, jacket okay my bomber jacket all right so texas and morgan you see this guy just just it's just an outline of him in the mist while ruth is going up to the cockpit this figure bolts out of what's left of the cockpit and further into the field i'm gonna bolt 
towards the cockpit to make sure Ruth's okay. Guess I'm gonna head towards this figure. Yeah, as soon as like he bolted past me, I'm gonna follow him. Okay. So as you guys are running, I need you all to roll dexes. No. I got 75 over 45. <laughs> 35 out of 70. Oh. Uh. So Morgan is fine. He's going. Um, Texas, you start to go. And like uh, your left foot feels weird because it is this mud has sucked the boot off your foot. <laughs> and Ruth, as, as this figure bolts out past you, you turn to follow him and you fall face first into mud. Can I try to catch her since I'm going that way? Um, yeah. Roll me a hard dex. That's a 13, buddy. Out of what? Out of hard. 70. No, it's hard. It's halved. So yeah, it's still 13. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still 13. Yeah, so, so yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as you're falling, you do feel an arm wrap around you, and uh, Morgan manage, manages to stop you just before your face smacks into this wet, stagnant mud. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, consider that my apology for the joke not landing well earlier. I don't. Uh, I don't expect money. It's just it was a joke. I'm. I'm not very good with jokes. So. Um. Yes, I can. I guess I could tell now that no, you're. Uh, anyway, what's uh? What's with the guy? I'm gonna pick her back I just, up. I don't know. I went to go check on him, and he bolted past me, and okay. I was gonna follow him, and slipped and you got me. Okay. So I'm going to grab her arm and pull her with me to chase after this guy. Okay. Yeah. If you glance behind you, you see Texas just kind of bouncing on one foot. Oh no, I'm trying (laughs) to eat my boot. Yeah. And he's trying to, he looks like he's trying to pull something out of the mud. I'd like to start making my way back to the cockpit. (laughs) Go for it. If you're not running, you don't need to roll for it. I'm sprinting back towards the cockpit. Roll for a roll of decks. I hope you biff it. (laughs) Five under ninety-five. All right, so yeah, yeah. With your with your history in World War One, uh, even though you're a pilot, you still did have to get you know you had to do some ground reconnaissance. So you're used to this this kind of situation. So you're bolting it. You're running back to the cockpit, and you see these this man holding this young girl, and kind of off in the distance, you see a, a guy just struggling, bent down on one one leg, tucked up, trying to pull something out of the mud. Out of my way, out of my way. Are you, are you okay, sir? I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, when you see Morgan, you get a headache right between your eyes and the front of your head. Mm. Like, you, you, he looks very familiar. He looks like, like he, it's almost deja vu. You know him, but you just don't know why. I'm going to push that feeling down and <laughs> ignore it. All right. So the four of you are in a field of mud surrounded in fog and the stink of rot. The only way to travel is on the railroad tracks unless you want to continue to transverse through this ever-growing field of just soup mud. Where where am I at anyway? Oh, I thought you didn't want our help. I didn't say I didn't want it. I just need to get back to my cockpit. I need to be get back to my cockpit. <laughs> I need to check some some notes. 
I think you need to sit down, friend. I think we ought to head back to the station and uh, put you down. <laughs> no, I'm going towards the train tracks. Did I get my boot? Yes, yes, Texas, you have your boot back and it is on. <laughs> I'm going to re- retrieve a satchel from um, the cockpit and follow them to the uh, tracks. All right, so yeah, it's there. You find it. You've got it, Texas. You've got your boot back on, the, and the four of you slowly sl- trudge your way back to the train tracks. Um, you know, if you turn around and start heading back, there is a derailed train there. So you can go back to the derailed train, or you can start heading the opposite direction in the town of Innsmouth. I'm going to head the opposite direction, so towards Innsmouth. Towards Innsmouth. She seems like she knows where she's going. So the four of you decide to head that way. What are you doing, Finn? Um, I'm As we're walking, I'm checking my uh, chart that I had drawn out, like from what I remember me trying to do and trying to piece together what the hell happened. Like why I woke up in a nosedive without... Okay realizing what the hell was going on. So you check the chart um, and it is, it's a, it's an aerial map. You know, it's a, it's an aerial map of uh, Eastern Massachusetts. Um, the city of Arkham has been circled. Boston, um, there's little highlight notes next to Salem and, and Innsmouth. And this is not what you remember. This is, this is nothing like you should have should have had you you remember having to fly over the atlantic ocean so where what what town are we close to anyway uh, the um sign we'd seen earlier was Innsmouth. Innsmouth. i wasn't supposed to go this way uh, we <clears throat> were from um we're close to arkham did you guys see anything as the plane was coming down or hear anything? We heard the engines. It's yes. too much fog to see the plane itself. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be across in the ocean. Friend, I don't think any of us are supposed to be here. <clears throat> so are you guys stopped on the tracks just having this conversation? Mm-hmm. You're working your way. Um... In the distance, you hear a rattle of gunshot, uh, like a machine gun fire. Which way? From the way we came from? From the way, from where the train has derailed. We need to move. What the hell's going on? Sounds like somebody's firing a gun. (laughs) I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep moving. Okay. I'm going to pull the other 45 out of my hip holster. (laughs) All right, so you got it, it is you are about three miles uh, south of Innsmouth. So you guys are following these tracks, and it's going to be late evening. Um, late, I would say five o'clock by the time you guys get to the outer edge of what looks like should be a town. Further up ahead is you see some lights from the station there, the train station there. Um, as you make it in closer, the fences, uh, large chain link fences with barbed wire, are guarding the side of the tracks that face Innsmouth. 
do I remember what uh, airport I was um, flying out from? No. No. You don't even know why you were over this part of the world. I know I need to contact somebody with the... Somebody. Yeah, that helps a lot, friend. I'm sure once we get into Innsmouth, I'm sure you can use a telephone there. I'm going to climb up. Since we're at the train station now, I'm going to climb up on the platform. Okay. And help Ruth up. All right. So the three of you come up onto the platform of the Innsmouth train station. Um, The place is a wreck. Trash everywhere. Some of the benches have been flipped over and smashed. There's a burn barrel near the, the opening with a small fire going. Um, like a community pegboard is there, and you can tell none of the stuff has been changed for a while. Um, and the only real signs of life is the ticket booth. There's the blinds are drawn. There's about six inches of it open, and there's light shining out from underneath the ticket booth window. I'm gonna try to peek through that six inches then see if I can see anything in there um so you approach and you see just just under these blinds you see the countertop and see some hands in there just dealing out solitaire dealing out solitaire I'll knock on the window and you hear you're real fan ah! ah! he you see a hand grab the blinds and tug it and then they slips and then the blinds fly up and flip flip flip, flip and ah! Hi! Ah! Uh, hi! And it's a young guy. He can't be more than 16. And he's got a uniform on. And he looks terrified that somebody was even tapping on the window. How's it going? Hi! Um! Hello. Uh, we could use some help. Okay! Uh, well, ticket sales are done for the day, ma'am! Uh, that's not what we need help with. Oh! Uh, okay! Um! And he gets to looking at you. He's like, uh, you folks aren't exactly from around here, are you? No. Okay. Um. Well, I I came da- I come down from Boston every three days, and I I run the station for them just to make sure the trains go. Well, what do you need? Do you have a Do you have a phone in there? A telephone? Um. And he he grabs. You see him from around. He grabs the phone and he pulls it around, and the wires have just been shredded. They used. To, I think they had a phone for a while ago. Can you, can you direct us to uh, a motel? Hold on. Okay, I just wasn't expecting anybody to have on the window. Um, and you look behind him and you see there's a cot back there and a little stove. And he's, okay, yeah, I come down here. I, I switch shifts with Dave. And I'm like, he gets down here three days a week. And I'm down here three days a week. We just pretty much make sure the train goes through. Nobody ever buys tickets. Ah, uh, hotel. Uh, hotel. Ah, uh, excuse my language, man, but shit, I'd never leave the train station. Um. Do you have a map of? Ah, uh, yeah. And he's going through, and he's got papers everywhere, and yeah, I, I do have what's left of one. You know, a couple years ago, uh, the feds came through here, and they. Oh shit, okay. Well, the feds came through and they busted up a bunch of bootleggers in this town. So, when I got this and he pulls out just a shredded, burnt 
scrap of paper and he he cautiously slides it through the ticket window and he's shaking. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is, I know there's a restaurant and then there's a, uh, like an inn place you guys can stay. (sighs) And he's picks up his coffee mug and he pours, he's shaking, he pours a flask into it. You can t- there's no coffee in it. He's just pouring a flask into the mug and he, he kind of tries to wink at you, but it's both eyes are squinting <laughs> and he's shaking. He drinks it and he's <sighs> and he sees he looks back and he sees Texas and Finn and Morgan and he tenses up with the mug. Then he kind of rolls his chair back. It's it's OK. We aren't going to hurt you or anything. OK, I'm going to gently walk up and unfold the badge. <laughs> okay. All right, sir. Uh, uh, this is my name's uh, Chester, Sir Chester Cox. Um, you might, you got to tuck that badge away because they, uh, it's, it's been about three or four good years since, since you, you and your boys came in here and just busted up the whole town. Well, thanks for the uh, advice. Yeah. So, uh, somebody, anybody, Roll me a spot hidden. 65 under 83. 57 out of 52. <laughs> 47 under 60. Nope. No. So, uh, Ruth, while you're talking to him and Finn as you're approaching, you guys see this pickboard. It's like a community board. And it, like all the papers are just, some of them are burnt and they're molded and they've been there for a while. But there is a, a brand new flyer pegged right in the middle of it. And it sticks out because it's the only paper that's not torn or molded or burnt. And it's just right there in the middle of the pegboard. So. What does the flyer say? Uh, I don't know. You got to go get it. <laughs> oh, okay. Say it's across. It's it's it is across the station. Oh, so okay. just when you're talking, that's why, you know, when you were talking to him, you do. you It, it stands out. Okay. I'll walk over to it. Okay. Then. Okay, and so you pull down this flyer and it reads in just bold letters. The time is now. Innsmouth has had its glory destroyed by the overreaching hand of the bastards. Help us rebuild this glorious community back to what it was. Our doors are always open for those who wish to join the fight. The esoteric order. I'm going to take that flyer. Okay. I'll walk back over to them. Look at Look at this. I'm going to show it to them, to you guys. So Chester kind of real nervous laugh. (laughs) They they come by and and they change that one about once a month. (laughs) Uh, 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 But anyway, yeah, if you just go straight, straight out um, and just start heading straight. uh, It's what? Maybe maybe four blocks. I, I know. I know the Gilman house. Uh, is a hotel. Uh, I think they still run. Um, but then there's there's a restaurant right across the street from it too. If you wanna, if you wanna grab something to eat, I think you need to lay off that flask. <laughs> well, and he's kind of punching down, and he's grabbing the uh, blind, and he's pulling it down, and he's still keeping an eye on you guys. Where he's almost got his head sideways, laying on the. Uh, countertop and he's laying down he's like ah, it's uh none of your concern fam so uh, before you before you close it all the way you said they don't like the feds around here 
No, sir! He's saying that from behind the blinds. No, sir! All right, thank you. I'm going to, on my jacket, I'm going to grab the insignia that's on my arm and rip it off and tuck it in my pocket. I'm going to study the Innsmouth map and um, try to locate okay. where we need to go. Okay. So it is one. So if you, when you head straight out, you will be on Bank Street. Uh, and you just continue to follow Bank Street and you will find a restaurant and the what should be left of a hotel that Mr. Cox believes is still open. So over by that burn barrel near the near the entrance, you see a guy in a coat and he's he's kind of huddled up and he's warming his hands and he's eyeballing you guys. I uh any spare change? Sorry friend, I I Oh, look at that coat. You got spare chains. I'll give him a dollar fifty. Holy shit. Dang. All right. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> and he says, holy shit. All right. Uh, what about you, fancy hair? I was actually looking to see. I don't even have a credit rating. He's like shaking a tin can that now has. Uh, or do you give him folding money and some change? Uh, yeah. Or are you yeah. just putting it in his change? Uh, I'll, I'll put it in his change. Like, are you putting a dollar in? Like a dollar folding yeah, dollar? Yeah, a dollar and 50. It doesn't even make it in the cup. He takes it from your hand and shoves it in his coat. That's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to hand him a $10. $10? Oh. It's like half your money. <laughs> the credit rating. He, Actually, I don't think it is because I think my credit ratings, I, I have to pull up the fucking book. I don't know. You're giving him $10. Okay. Because I think I had a spending limit like $100 a day. And he's like, what the fuck? All right, today's lucky day. Today is lucky day. Ah. And he puts that cash in and he pulls out. You don't really know. He's pulling something out of his pocket. And he's like, all right, well. And he hugs Texas and he kind of looks at Finn. I'm going to hold up $2 and say, where's the nearest phone? <laughs> phone. Do you know where you're at? Uh, <laughs> Snatch. <laughs> phone. With the money you fellas have been spending on me tonight, you could have bought a house with a phone. Good Lord. And he goes over and he grabs Morgan in the face. And you, one hand is balled up and the other hand, he just kisses you straight on the mouth. Uh, and you taste. It It tastes of... of <laughs> bathtub whiskey and fish and it and but it tastes of whiskey right whiskey <laughs> bathtub whiskey and fish and when he gets close if you see he's got one eye that's just milked over all right so you're gonna yeah so you taste that whiskey mm-hmm. and you hear, you hear a little voice in the back of your head <laughs> nine yeah drink i need to get my drink on so all right uh, Morgan, you hear you hear a voice in the back of your head saying you want to want to get my drink on. <laughs> and this guy still got his mouth just planted on yours. You you feel this just gums and a, just the sludge slug of of a tongue trying to. So am I switching personalities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna grab him by the arms, pull him away, and go. Ah, and he still he looks back at you and his mouth is still kind of puckered up and his eyes are squinting. He goes, wah, <laughs> you, for what you pay me, you can scream whatever you want, wherever you want, wah. 
Diamonds you not pay you. What are you, prostitute? Ah, uh, ten bucks is ten bucks, sir. <laughs> I need walk- 19 bucks. Who gave these 19 bucks? I am walking away. Yeah, I've been walking okay. towards the... And he's trotting, end. trotting behind you, and you feel him. He kind of taps you on the shoulder. He's like, miss, I know you didn't. Oh, I like... No, fling. he's like, he's leaning closer. He's gotten away from you guys. He goes, miss, miss, Ruth. Don't And he, he says, Ruth. And then I freak out. I've got a blessing for you. And he takes his, he grabs your wrist and in his hand, he's got a scrap of paper wrapped around a bottle and he puts it in your hand and forces your fingers closed around it. And as soon as it's in your hand, he turns around it and he walks, just, he is just gone. He's walking into the mist. I want a cool handshake. I don't like when people touch me. I'm going to look at the (laughs) bottle with the, whatever it is he's shoved in my hand. So it is, it's a, it's a little vial and you know, it's not labeled, but you know, it's morphine. I'm slamming it down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Feast bump. And did uh, you, see you unwrapped it. Did you look at the paper? Oh yeah. I would have looked at the paper. Okay. So scrawled, it says, don't forget your place. Don't forget information is power. You're angry at the bottle. Yeah, I'll tuck the piece of paper in my pocket, but I'm slamming that. I slam that bottle down. Okay. Do you, um, do you by chance have another bottle? Maybe with some whiskey? I do have a question too, whatever. Okay, what's the question? So that esoteric order, because she showed us that paper, mm-hmm. would I have heard anything like that name anywhere? Uh, do you have any mythos or history? I have history. Uh, go ahead and roll for history then. 21 out of 55. Okay, yeah. So you, the, the the name Esoteric Order, it does, it rings a bell, but you, you know, like, you're like, you know, like, there should be more to it. There should be more to it, but you know, it's the Esoteric Order of, and it's just, it's just not all there. You know, there should be more to it, but you know, it's a religious sect. You know, there's a church, it, it's a church group. Do I know it's more like a, a cult or more like, uh, uh, you like would, the Masons? Or- uh, what did you roll? History? Yeah. Um, did you roll any mythos? No, I don't have any mythos. Okay, so with history, you ass- just you assume it's like a Masonic Lodge. Um, so it's kind of legal? Oh, it's legal, yeah. yeah. It's like the Goodfellows. Okay. So, and they're putting, fly- they're putting flyers up here in Innsmouth. Is this something like related to like the OTO of old? Like the kind of and stuff? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's like I said, it with with your with your history knowledge, it, you've heard Esoteric Order mentioned, but kind of in the same tones as people would talk about the Masonics. Yeah. Um at that time where you talk about it but you don't really talk about it. You know, you know they do things for their local community, but that's about all you really. It's one of those things you just hear tidbits and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, tittlebits. Tittlebits. Uh, Shut your face. So you guys, um, the f- you start leaving the the plat the station, and it's just the the overwhelming odor of fish strikes you in the face. Man, this place. And it is stinks. foggy. Um. As you're going, you notice just one shoe on the ground. Um, you guys recognize the shoe. That's whose? We were not. 
Oh. Texas. Your friend. We did. We weren't at this station. We weren't at this place. Isn't this your friend's shoe? Looks a lot like it. Guys, do we have to leave the train station? I was really hoping to see the trains. I'm gonna. Can I roll like okay. a spot to see if yeah. I can see? You know what? I'll roll and listen. Fifty-two over forty-five, so I don't hear okay. it. Okay. No. Um, if you want to roll a spot, you can though. Thirty-three under eighty-three. Okay, about ten feet further up through this fog, um, you do see outline. You see an outline of a large figure, but you're not. It looks like it should be human, but it's the proportions are all off. I'll cautiously head towards that. Okay. As you get closer, you hear real faint sobbing of a woman. Like, if I seen her move, I would probably follow to investigate, but I don't know what she's looking at. All right. So, anybody moving with Ruth cautiously, you will start to hear a very faint sobbing of a woman. She is very sad. Is this a witch? (laughs) Not a witch. So as you start getting closer, you see boots laying on the ground and they don't, you know, it's just somebody's feet in boots and further up it is, you know, uniform pants. And you recognize it's the cheap ass costume uniform of that sheriff that was on the other train station. And his one arm is extended out in front of him. And his where his head should be is gone because he smashed it into a pulp. And further up, you see this blonde woman in a in a sundress, and she's handcuffed to him, and she is sobbing. She's got one shoe on. Um, excuse me, Miss. Are you okay? Is this is this your friend? Clara, <laughs> Lindsay. What are you doing here, yellow lady? Uh, I'm handcuffed, and he's and he's and he's smashed. He does not look happy. I'm gonna go up to the smashed head. Is again. he clearly dead? Oh, he's got no head. Oh. I mean, it's oh, it's okay. pulp. So Texas, Ruth, uh, Lindsay wasn't there, but Morgan would recognize it's the sheriff who killed himself at the other station. He's not. Uh, I don't think he's gonna make it. Uh, I'm stuck. I can't. I'm handcuffed. Does anyone have Lindsay. a key? Lindsay, yes. Is, Lindsay, um, is that what your name yes, is? Yes, beautiful. Um, oh my. Um, Would I be able to use a mechanical repair to Jimmy the get uh, try it? It's going to be uh it's going to be an extreme. Okay. Get the keys out of your pocket. I have keys. I'm going to search his pockets. You so you guys while you're frisking him, you see <laughs> Finn walk over and he's messing with the handcuffs and they're digging into her wrists oh. while he's trying to he's he's well, trying wait to wait a second he has the keys to these handcuffs oh I well, do? get the key I'm get, like get trying to find the keys off of <laughs> this is the best birthday ever <laughs> what is wrong with this guy he needs to be put uh, I found him I found him I don't know Cloud. my friend Claire, before friend, she lets you go, here. Oh, don't let her go yet. I'm going to make her upset. Why? I just want to let you know what? that what we had was special, but I have found love in another. Okay. Are you okay with this? She has given us our blessing. Oh, uh, excuse me? Your excuse, my dear. I'm just, 
You are a princess. Just unlock the key. I, unlock, I was, uh, yeah. I was unlocking her. My wrist hurt and I lost a shoe. And his face is gone. His whole head's gone. I was going to say and the I'm whole thing is gone. But... And I don't... Now, it, this is a... Lindsay, Lindsay, you remember Clara. And Clara, you remember Lindsay. You don't know Texas. We had a special You bond. don't know Finn. And Ruth, you definitely don't know. Who? Who are your friends? This is my girlfriend, Ruth. I am Hi. not... Your girlfriend, excuse me? Okay, we're not exclusive yet, but we're working on it. This is Texas Powers. You know Texas, he's a great guy. Uh, the sound of that, the name in your head starts aching right in the center of your forehead. And my name's Finn, by no, the way. No, it's not. It's Spuds McKinsey. He, he says, <laughs> he says, Finn, you recognize both these names and uh, roll us psychology. Um, my name is Ruth. <clears throat> Finn, Finn Hastings. It's okay, Ruth. You know, we just need to get out of this town. You know, follow the road and just leave. I don't like this place at all. I, I would have to agree with you, yes. But they have trains. Something's I'm, fishy about this town. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ruth, I support you in every way, but that was an awful joke. 11 over 10. Okay, so you you see Texas, you see Finn, and you the names are making your head hurt, and the more you 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 notice the yellow trickle, and your nose is bleeding. Oh, I'm I'm gonna search. My, does my sundress have pockets? Yes, Yay! we're gonna be uh, progressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna search. A uh, dress with pockets? I think not. That's <laughs> very 1960s of this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna search. I'm assuming I don't have a purse or anything else with me since. Okay. You're, you only have one shoe on. That's uh, true. Uh, I have uh, a car, Chief. Can I, I need it, please. Is it okay if I give her my car, Chief Roof? It means nothing. I'm ignoring and I'm like searching the map, trying to find like a way out of the town, like a good route out. Can I, can I, I just, see the map? My nose is just. Yeah, bleeding. I'll like I... be next to you and we'll look at it. Shh, together. don't tell Ruth. Ruth, it means nothing. My nose is bleeding. I would, I would say at this point, you guys are on the corner of Bank and Phillips. All right, so did somebody give Clara her shoe back? No. Okay. <laughs> Clara, you're standing there with one shoe on. Hi, whose shoe is this? Yes. Um, so fine. Ruth and Finn are studying the map. Texas, what are you doing? I'm watching the area. Okay. So um, you notice the buildings that you're near. Um on the left, on one side of the road is the river. And on the right-hand side, it's, it's buildings lining the street. And all the windows are just busted out. Um, some of them look like the buildings have been burnt. Some of them look like it's just people throwing rocks. And in some of these windows, you, notice, you do notice movement. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like out of the corner of your eye, you... you glimpse and it's almost like something was there and then it's then it's just moving out of the way there are like any lights in these buildings or no anything? nope so somebody's just awkwardly watching us and moving potentially yeah i'm gonna try and keep note of that like i'm gonna try and not focus exactly but watch for that here and there like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna like focus on one specific but make sure i know where i see movement if possible like okay. so I'll, I'll just kind of watch the buildings okay well, here, you you take over. My hands are going to start shaking. <clears throat> from here, what I could tell, um, the nearest way out of this town uh, would be 
We need Tell to me it's by train. Tell me it's by train. Go back uh, down towards the train station and make a right, cross the river, and we should come across River Road or Rowley Road and River Road. <clears throat> we can take those out of town and go to the nearest town other than this one to try to get our bearings about things. Uh, excuse me, train, plane man. Um, is the river connected to a lake? Texas, roll me a listen. Uh, it's connected to the ocean, I'm sure. Okay, it's not the lake, so it's okay. We can go Ew. this way. No, okay. Um, you guys are arguing. You're not paying attention. Um, just up the road. Somebody's pushing, like, the burned-out shell of a car. He's being kind of pushed into the road. Are we seeing this? No, because oh. you guys are standing around arguing. Um, Do I see it? Or are you just saying this as a whole? This is just... Nobody's noticed it yet. Okay. Um, and then the building next to you, the uh, first floor windows... Texas will notice it because he's been watching vigilantly while you guys are all dicking around and we got Clara one shoe. Um, you see two figures kind of lumber their way and pull up and they roll out of the window and they start stand. One stands up and he helps the other one up and they, uh, they're just mumbling. I don't. Uh, and they're pointing at the group. Uh, uh, um, fellows? I don't know. I, I, you might want to look over this see, direction. No one more. guy reaches in and he pulls out Billy Club. And the other guy from behind him pulls out. It's like a fillet knife you would find on a ship. I want to make sure these and two this look. is where we end. So oh, we'll do this next week. you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. I'm going to do my best to fill Ariel's shoes and make everybody happy and scared at the same time. Uh, in the meantime, check out the show notes. We got a link to our Discord, which is an awesome community full of awesome people. Very open. Very nice. Um, and we've also got links to our store so you can buy some merch for all the different shows that we record. Uh, until then, we will see you next episode. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and most of all, keep your sanity in check. I love you guys.